All right, we're on with Manchester United now, lads. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the, the shots that they've been conceding here because I did think that was quite interesting. They've conceded 100 shots in their last five games and actually have conceded 435 shots in the Premier League this season and only Sheffield United have had more shots um, at them. Liverpool could lose 6-0 in six straight matches from now and still have a higher goal difference than <laughs> Manchester United this season. Um, so I think that that says a lot about the way Man United are set up right now. Yes, they've been winning games, but as we've been saying, as a team, uh, they're certainly not playing great. And uh, Sir Jim has done a lot of uh, statements about where he sees the club going, so I'm going to read them out and see what you make of it. For one thing, he says that he wants to see if they can get into the Champions League next season. He's hoping for that. I wouldn't say I'm massively expecting it but nah. I wouldn't sit here and say no nah, that's not happening if it's top four um, just so you know uh, Villa are on 52 points right now uh, they're 8 points behind Villa they're not catching that it's not this year but it, it, wasn't he saying next year no he's saying, no, he's saying get oh. the Champions League so that <laughs> no, no, they're playing in the competition oh, next year sorry I thought yeah no yeah, I was thought answering as if you meant next year no no, no he's saying he wants to be in the Champions League next year next meaning weeks. we want to qualify this season for the Champions League no, I, I, well, from little not. bits and pieces I've read the, the fifth place thing isn't even like nailed on like no, no. it seemed at the start of the season so if we're going on top four now he's mentioned on the stadium um, and having a brand new Old Trafford uh, he said the people in the north pay their taxes like the people in the south but where's the national stadium for football and he's basically suggesting that taxpayers <laughs> should fund a new Old Trafford this is a fucking joke billionaires asking for money uh, off, oh, off I'm glad state. I don't pay tax but, that was... <laughs> uh, but, but yeah he's using the, uh, the fact that the people in the north pay tax and that it's so unfair on them that they don't have an O2 they don't have a Wimbledon we don't have you know Wembley Stadium and therefore Old Trafford can be those things for the people in the north he's so great great only, only new fair way to do it is move Wembley to Birmingham then yeah. bang in the middle thanks very much mate um, and actually they actually mentioned that he doesn't actually pay a tax in the UK anymore he doesn't he lives in Monaco yeah which is the ironic thing uh, yeah. they mentioned the Dan Ashra thing it's absurd to suggest a man who is really good at his job sits in his garden for one and a half years we did have a grown up conversation with City um, and we've sorted that out amicably um, and they've seen how, why he would want to take such a great challenge so he's suggesting that Newcastle not just handing Dan Ashworth over is a bit silly. Just have a great conversation with them, Brian. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know why you aren't being you know, fair to Manchester United. Club. <laughs> <We're all laughs> here. We wanted to have a grown-up conversation when we wanted uh, Jesse Lingard on loan, but we got quoted fifteen fucking million for it. Mm. But apparently now we're the silly cunts. Uh, so I, I found that a bit of a cheeky thing to say when you have gone to our director of football, who we have only just gotten eighteen months ago, and said you you know you want him, and now we're just expe- expected to hand him over. I think the whole point of Dan Ashworth is supposedly is this great club builder mm. well then sign him or pay us the money like you would with any other footballer manager anything and uh, I think him coming out with comments like that is just it's arrogant and I think the Newcastle fans really didn't appreciate that because mm. it's like you're making out like we're being unreasonable when you're trying to take our guy grow up mm. yeah um, now Mason Greenwood was the one that really sort of um, you know surprised a few because that seemed to be one where he's now out on loan he's never coming back that was very much the statement about a year ago he starts off he says we have to look at the fact that some of these lads haven't been brought up in the best of circumstances um, they haven't had a lot of money um, and you know they haven't always had the guidance that they should have 
what do you make of that comment? Just to start off with, do you think that's a bit of laying the gro- the groundwork for? Oh well, bless him, it's not been easy for him because he doesn't say that specifically about Greenwood. He says it yeah. about players in general, but he says it in context of talking well, about it's, Greenwood. It's relevant to Greenwood. Yeah. Um, what age has Mason Greenwood been with the Man United Academy since day one? I'm, I'm not saying that completely transforms your home life and everything, but I tell you what, if you've got a kid playing for the Man United Academy from day one, you would imagine that straight away. Mm positive influence on that child's life and things like that. Maybe he's not going too far into the Greenwood um, sort of situation there, but I think it's a bit of a wishy-washy statement, yeah, really. It, 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 it's such an easy one for an owner to just go, no, we're not bringing him back. Things have happened that can't be absolved, that can't be moved past, oh. doesn't really matter how he grew up. That like Something extreme enough has happened where we, as a club, have to move on. Well, he actually goes into specifics about how how we're, how we're going to look at this. He said, what we need to do uh, when having issues like that is understand the real effect, not the hype. I'm not really sure what, what, don't believe the hype. Yeah. The hype What's was all a the really hype about? bad, that was a really bad phrasing the, that was, yeah. very disingenuous. You know, the, as if as if any of this is, is hype in any way, I, think, I found that very strange. Um, then we need to make a fair decision in the light of the club's values. Um, and that's what we need to do and that's how we will deal with it. And then the, the interviewer says, is that a fresh decision? He went, absolutely, we will make a, like a, a decision on it and we will justify it. So what we're saying is, is everything that's been said before now, that's not about what he is about. He is going to make his own brand new decision. Mm. And the, the interviewer says, is it feasible he could have a, a future at Man United? He says, all I can do is talk about the principle of how we will approach decisions like that. Um, is he the right type of footballer? And is he a good person or not? I'm sorry, it's politician talk bullshit. Mm. It's crap. He claims to be a Man United fan. I mean, you know he's got a Chelsea season ticket, but he, mm. he claims to be a Man United fan. He claims to have been a Man United fan for a very long time. Us on this table, we're not Man United fans. We know the ins and outs of that case. Do you know why? Because it was on social media. Mm. We all saw all of it. Everyone here knows what happens there. I, like, I'm sorry, Like, who gives a shit about another investigation? Everyone in football has known the ins and outs of this mm. situation for years. You don't need a fresh investigation. All the evidence has been there for long enough. We know what happened. We know what he did. So, so uh, like, like, what, what, what are you going to achieve with a fresh investigation? Is there any risk, right? And these, this isn't my fault. I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here, but is there any risk that the Greenwood situation has been treated unfairly when you compare it to other situations in football because it has played out on social media? I, so I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example for one. Marlon King, right? Marlon King, he, uh, 2009, he went down for 18 months and it was for um, molesting a woman and breaking her nose. That was the, the charges that were read out. Went down for 18 months. He went on after coming out of prison to going back to training, signing for multiple clubs and making over 100 Football League appearances. I think, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but you, like the context of it being a different size club Mm. That is massively important mm. because you're Man United. You, like you're, 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 you've got an academy. You're the standard there. bearer. You're the English standard football. bearer for English yeah. football. You, you, like your players. Like I'm sorry, should be role models in a way that, yeah, you don't necessarily expect that of players who are lower down in the football league. Like I also think the quality of the footballer in relation to footballers that they've spent, I don't know, eighty five million pounds on, mm. like Anthony, who is an absolute sack of shit. Whereas obviously Mason Greenwood's gone to La Liga. He's got roughly ten goals and assists in about nineteen starts there, and now is getting. 
the attention of Barcelona, Real Madrid. I think that that is also skewing the way he's talking because again, not just Manchester United, but if he was a shit footballer, obviously we wouldn't even be clubbing the conversation. He'd be out the fucking door. There's a sort of slight elephant in the room when we say about going down in the football leagues. Obviously we've seen with Chelsea, my club, Marcus Alonso played for us for years, scoring free kicks for fun, you know, good player for us. He obviously uh, was involved in a car death accident where he was the driver. I think the passenger in the car was, you know, tragically killed and he was found to be under the influence of alcohol at the time. That's in the top flight. That's another one where you could go, well, you need to set a president here sort of thing. And I think that there was a case I was looking at, right? Luke McCormack. Now, no one probably has heard of him. He was a, he was a goalkeeper. He played for Plymouth. The reason it's, uh, it's relevant to this case, when we're talking about the fact it's played out on the social media, mm. and we could look at that Marcus Alonso one, you go, yeah, it wasn't the same club. It wasn't the same club. It was when he was younger in Spain, Real Madrid Academy, wherever he was, and then that happened. Then he comes over to the Premier League. Luke McCormack, right? He goes to a, a teammate's wedding. He drives home early hours in the, of the morning, so early that it's daylight by this point, massively over the limit, has a road road uh, incident and there's two deaths. Two young boys are killed in a car that he crashes into, right? Now, the reason it's actually relevant, he's playing for Plymouth at the time and also, you know, these cops with camera shows, it's being recorded on one of them, the whole thing. So not only that, on national television, the, the footage of him getting brought into the police station, told that there was fatalities at the scene and everything, and it, him realising what's happened. It's on YouTube, you can look it up. Um, it plays out. That went out on national television. Obviously, he went to went to prison for that, came out, um, started training, went back to Plymouth, over 100, 100 league appearances for Plymouth. So what I'm saying here is... There have been cases like the Marlon King one, like Luke McCormack. They might be different in some ways, but where players have been convicted of crimes, done their times for these crimes that they've been convicted of, and then gone back even at the same club to have a career that continued after that. Mason Greenwood was never convicted of his crimes. You know, the charges were dropped. So there will be fans. And again, this I'm playing devil's advocate here. This isn't my view, but there will be fans that would maybe point to cases like that, point to the president that has been set in the past and go, why mm. is it so different for Mason Greenwood? But just because those things happen in the past don't mean they're right. No, it doesn't. I, no. I, I don't right. know this. There, there could be Plymouth fans who went, yeah, and we fucking hated that. And we really wish the Leeds didn't still play for us. And for a lot of those appearances, we found it difficult. Yeah. I, I'm going to tread very carefully about how I say this. There have been Arsenal players who've been accused of things in the media and on social media that they weren't necessarily convicted of and that carried on and the club didn't do anything. As a fan of that club, you're then put in a really complicated situation where you don't know the ins and outs of stuff, but you're aware that someone's been convic- like mm. accused of something that you don't like and you're sat on the ground, that player scores a goal and you go, I don't really know what to do mm. because I'm just watching a goal go in and I'm I'm not I've I've not done a police investigation myself. I don't know the ins and outs of this. The difference with the Mason Greenwood case is I have, and I'm sure some of the people at this table, and I'm sure plenty of people watching, have listened to the evidence. We've seen the the pictures as well. Seen yeah, the, the bust up face, the bruises, all this wasn't this you you know um you know, for example, um let's say it wasn't Mason Greenwood, another footballer, um, where there was a one off thing in in a relationship where 
I don't like like forgiveness in regards to this sort of thing is is hard to come by anyway. But if we could construct a scenario where a footballer, for example, had a very bad night where his his missus came at him and in self defence even he you know he did something that he really regretted and there was a bruise left. That that is a completely different kind of scenario where you can go. You know maybe you're a good guy as as you know he's saying is he a good person or not? But you just had a very bad night and very bad moment and the first time and the only time in the history of your life you put your hands on someone you regret it you held your hands up and still there'd be no mercy towards him on social media don't get me wrong but but even then maybe just maybe you could bend things a little bit but this is a man who clearly Mm. repeatedly and regularly to a point where this girl knew he was going to do it so she had the video recording waiting and ready to catch him she knew what was coming so this was this wasn't just a one-off by any means and when you talk about is he a good person or not well there you go then and and I, I do think that um you know I feel sorry for the Man United fans who are against it because like you were saying they're going to be in the position you were in where if he does come back and there is a goal that goes in they're going to feel fucking awkward as fuck because some of those people might be sitting next to their mother or their girlfriend or sister who have been in that situation before and we all remember it and when when you do remember that and it rings in your mind and then you're watching this guy scoring for your club it's a horrible feeling and it's the responsibility of the club like that, that, to not that, put the fans in that position. Exactly, yeah. to not put the fans in that position. That's that's why it's so shitty hearing mm. Sir Jim say that because it's like, mate, like it's not even a difficult decision for you to make. Mm. Like, it's, it's not hard. You just mm. say, no, he's not going to play for the club again. I'm not going to put the fans in a position where they don't know whether to cheer for a player or not but because it, it's muddied by the moral stuff that, that's happened in the past. Let's think of Sir Jim's quote in here. We should have a, a government-funded stadium built for us. You should just hand over your fucking uh, your, your director of football. No, you're silly for not handing him over. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have a totally fresh look at uh, Mason Greenwood. Multiple things. This guy's getting piped off by every Manchester United uh, you know podcast right now. Fair play. I understand. There's hope for Manchester United. I don't blame me for having hope. But there are multiple things with le- the level of ignorance and arrogance that he approaches his answers with there that I would be concerned about. Like you're talking bollocks across multiple points. Um, Are we at risk of speaking on behalf of the Man United fans here? Because I know you haven't said it, but it's almost an implication here that the fans should have it taken out of their hands and realistically, they might not know how to celebrate one of his goals and whatnot. What if the Man United fans did want him back, if a majority percentage did want him back? Now, I was scouring through different polls and I was trying to only sort of account for the ones that had, you know, tens of thousands Mm. of votes on them and stuff. And the reason I didn't bring it up straight away is because I couldn't find any that were that recent. Most of the ones I was finding was sort of 10 months months ago or so, probably around the time maybe even of when he went out on loan to Getafe, right? It was always pretty even, but pretty much all the ones I was uh, seeing were just tipped in favour of they would support a Mason Greenwood return. So you're saying 51% or more? Yeah, 51% or more of the ones I was seeing, and maybe I looked at 10 polls and every single one had tens of thousands of votes, and bear in mind... uh, uh, It's from a while ago. Some people would say time can be a healer, right? (laughs) Not myself. No, no, I I think that some of the people who may have been in the middle, so, you know, around the table, I think that we're all clearly against. But if you are in the middle and a year or two go by, it stands to reason that you will be more lenient, like, Mm. over time. We, uh, we, you know, most of us live in London, so we've all got a lot of Man United friends. You know? <laughs> so uh, I, I've been making a point recently of asking a lot of my friends who support Man United, would you have him back then? Would you like Greenwood back? And 
I think that you'd be surprised somewhat that uh, a man of sort of morals that I hold would expect that everyone would say, nah, 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 not having him back. But I think that you'd actually be surprised of one or two people going, yeah, well, it is a sticky one. I mean, I can't, I can't say I'd be against it sort of mm-hmm. thing. The, the thing I find funny about it is he's hardly gone out to La Liga and he's playing like fucking prime Pele, is he? Like, if you're going to have the moral stance that because of what he's done, he shouldn't play, doesn't matter if he scored 30. Guys. Exactly. Like, like it, you can't factor that in. And, and I think I hear what you're saying, Joe, with the polls. <laughs> it's ironic saying this on a, on a YouTube based football podcast, but like, Online fans and fans in in real life, yeah. it's very different. You're right, like, yeah. and 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 that's not. I don't want to sound too patronising, but like online fans tend to be a little bit younger. Online fans maybe a little bit detached. Maybe haven't met someone who, who who's been in that situation that that young mm. girl was in, and maybe they've got a slightly different opinion based on that. Also uh, culturally, like what country are they from? Exactly, what culturally, like, like it, it, we we get an awful lot of fans internationally on yeah. in, in football conversations on Twitter and YouTube comments, and I I know again from Arsenal players that have been accused of stuff in the past. I know that the online space has a very different opinion to the people I, I live 10 minutes from the Arsenal ground the people that I see in the pubs the people that I see at the games oh, this is why I think you need, you need people at your club making the right decisions and I, by the way there'll be people pointing at their fucking phones right now being like what about I say this right now I completely condemn Arsenal if in the past they've continued to stand by someone who has been accused of that stuff if there's substantial evidence that they've done that if that's the case I don't want that guy playing at my club ever again and I, I'd like to think the most United fans who are adult enough who've, who've got experience with these kind of things who understand this kind of stuff would say exactly the same thing mm. well I mean we've got a 70 year old owner who seems very open minded despite clearly having all the same information we do can I just say one thing though we're saying about you know you, you wouldn't want to stand by someone accused of that that's the main word we need to remember. Well, I, I'm, I'm just to be really clear. I'm saying if they're accused of that and of there's substantial evidence to show that that has happened, that's when I'm saying I don't want to go out of my club. If there's I, evidence, I, of, yeah. And I agree with you. If you've just been accused of it, there's no evidence. That that is something that has to be looked because into. I think we're overthinking it. Right? We, we're overthinking it because we've seen the fucking evidence. But I think like, we've all listened to the evidence. The Mendy case as well. That that's something that can cloud the judgment of people. Recently, mm. you know, he he's sort of looks like it's you know was falsely accused of that, um, and that's something that can cloud the judgment once again when it comes to this. But I think. The thing that I would look at is we're speaking about morally here, yeah, you know, morally. So Jim Ratcliffe and, and, and the ownership, they could bring him back, but there's only one man that can pick to actually play him if he was to come back. And if Ten Hag is a man that values, you know, how hard you're trying in training and he's happy to ship Jaden Sancho out, cut ties of him completely for the behaviour of him, morally, does that come into it? Does that come into it that if he is brought back, we might not even see Ten Hag playing him? Ten Hag doesn't give a fuck from uh, noises he's made earlier in the season in, in a while back. I, I think he was all for bringing her back in the summer even. And let's bear in mind, Anthony's been accused of things back in Brazil that hasn't affected the, the opportunities he's been given in that team. Exactly. Mm. At the end of the day, it's, it's going to come down to, and I'm sorry to say it because we're all having a moral discussion and it's, it's you know, we should absolutely have that. But ultimately, it's going to come down to a business decision. And I'm sorry to say, but I called this when it happened. Oh, day one. You, you said they'll load him out and then they'll bring him I, out I later when ex- it dies. I knew exactly what was going to happen. It was a classic PR move and Man United hire PR agencies all the time. I know what they would do. They knew what they were doing. They would take him out of the limelight. They would hope that he would, he, they wouldn't even ship him to a big club and bear in mind, by the way, guys, they were absolutely big clubs in for Greenwood. They would have taken him. You know, Barcelona probably would have loaned him. Like, I'm sure there would have been That's big clubs. That's what we're hearing do. now. Barcelona what, want him. They want him. It's, so exactly. So what they've done is they've intentionally taken him out of the limelight 
you know, hope that this thing, the story goes away. And what you were saying earlier on about time being the sort of the ultimate factor here, that will 100% it, uh, make a difference. When you you're know, looking the at the move, polls, when you look at your next move is get him and his missus together, have a little interview. Yeah. I, will, I will put it all behind us. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what, a lot, yeah. that's but, but what this, a lot of people say is they go, well, they've had a baby together. They're having a baby together. They're together now. And it's like, come on, man. Like it sort of comes into all you were saying about age of some of these people that are right in the comment section. It's like, believe it or not, victims of domestic abuse do tend to have kids with their abusers mm. it happens mate you know what I mean it's, you don't really understand the ultimately look it's a business decision they don't want to lose an asset that's a sub 20 year old English player that could be a first team player for them and that, that's the, the decision making that we're going into we, we, think 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 that, we think that we think that clubs are ultimately moral machines and they're not at all they're business they're business machines I, I find it interesting though that he's coming in and one of his first things, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like that." To me, set a set a tone mm. for for him as as an owner. To be to be fair to him, he was sort of what he did very cleverly is he sort of said some points where he was like, "I'm happy to reopen the investigation. I'm happy to sort of look at stuff." And then he also said, "Obviously, we'll we'll see what happens at the end." He was very clever with that because it could go either way. And and ultimately, what the the most smart thing that he's done is he's put this out in the press now, and he can see how people are going to react. Yeah, right? gauge, gauge and, opinion. And, and, see what and ultimately, say. I haven't seen a groundswell of people getting really annoyed about this. I haven't seen it on on social media. So um, I just think for me, if I'm going to predict the future, I think he starts, uh, not starts, but I think he'll be in the squad for Man United at the start of the season. He'll, he'll get booed at every stadium he plays in. And, and by, by the way, I should happen. say, again, there are players, maybe for my team, like who do, that happens, who do get mm. booed because of things they've been accused of. And... Uh, I just, I just look at the money that these guys have got in you. So, like the the money that's already in that United squad. You go, like, is it that big an issue? If, that's what if I'm saying. Business wise, you lose out on Greenwood. Like, bear in mind, you didn't pay any money for him. He's not on a huge contract that you got to rip up. Like, I'm I'm sure Jatafi or someone else in Spain would offer you five to ten million for him. Like. Yeah, but his value, his value on the on paper is 50, 60 million. And, until, until we write the evidence on that bit of paper when it's gone. Yeah. I'm sorry that happens. Like, I, like, ironically, with FFP, it would actually help Manchester United to sell him mm. in the end of FFP. Because pure profit, yeah, academy. Exactly. One other factor that I think we do have to consider as well is, does Mason Greenwood want to play for United again? We've we've considered that he is desperate to come back, and bear in mind everything you know the the case that he went through, the way that the the club treated him, perceived to be like we don't know that Greenwood wants to come back and play for United. He's he's a young lad um, moving away at that age, especially when you you are expecting. I don't know whether they've had the kid yet or whatever. Moving your family away, surely you'd imagine there's going to be sort of home comforts that are pulling him back to the UK. Um, and for that reason, you'd imagine that you'd probably want to play for Man United. He might want to play for another club in England, but I would edge towards it. But I'd simply be guessing. Really. Do you know what? Just a suggestion. But when I, when he first signed for this Katafi, um, they made such a song and dance about him, and he got so much love. Mm. And you think about the level of hate he was getting back in the UK. I wouldn't be surprised if he preferred to live in another country. So this is so this is then very interesting based on the the Radcliffe comments because what the Radcliffe comments are then doing now is saying no 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 we're we're considering keeping him around to keep the price up so the price goes up. Mate, yeah, such a business. And also, and also <laughs> when you speak about that price as well the price of Greenwood to sell him overseas is not comparable to the price to selling him to another English 
team because no. of the, mm-hmm. the English player quota and whatnot. So I don't think you get anywhere near as much. But, but uh, then the business side then becomes a thing, like the moral versus business side. Because if you're a club in the UK and you're seen to be the, the team that signed Groot, like wanted him, like with Man United, he's returning back. He's a player that they have to uh, sort of either make a decision for and against. If it's Aston Villa, mm-hmm. you know, pick a club out of thin air that want to sign him, then that's a moral thing. Then you're going, do you want to sign a player of that ilk? Guarantee if they do that, they stick a, a percentage on a sell-on yeah. in the contract because yeah. they'd be worried if he does turn into the £100 million player that people thought he was going to be. Remember when this all happened, he was really the next big mm-hmm. hope for my... And we're just simply assuming here that that's it, case closed, it was a blip, nothing's ever going to happen again like it. They're going to have to factor in, what if we do bring him back? What if we welcome him back with open arms to the club? And something happens again. Then it's even worse. It's way worse because it's like... And you took him back, so it's a, it's a minefield, mate. How you how you navigate this one? This is why I'm so surprised United aren't just aren't just making a hard stance on this. When, when you've got accusations about other players in that squad already, you would think surely the thing you'd want to do strong PR move for for as I know I know what you're saying about the business stuff, but it's like the the upside isn't high enough for you to potentially stain your record as an incoming owner by by giving a thumbs up to this. Mate, they they're, they're only worried about FFP. They've got Sancho that they're going to have to take a massive hit on. They've got Ante that is underperforming week in, week out, isn't doing what he needs to do. And again, they're never going to get their money back on him. And then Greenwood, if Greenwood doesn't get a decent amount of money, well, I he, mean, won't, he won't get a decent amount of money. I mean, l- 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 let's be honest, he's, he's probably going to go to Spain. Say they sell him, he goes to Spain. If he goes to Getafe, I've got Getafe's most, their record signing, most expensive signing they've ever made. It was actually Mark Kukurea. They paid 11 million euros. It won't be it won't be there, but like if it is Spain, it, that's probably Barcelona, isn't it? But even, they haven't they, got a lot of money. They haven't got money. I, got I, honestly, of- honestly, I think if he does go to Spain, you're talking 10, 15. Do you know what? Everything you're saying to me right now says I agree with Josh and that you will be at Manchester United next season because that amount of money for a player of his talent, I don't think that they'll think that that's good enough. And, and especially when you bear in mind the context of they're going to have to take this hit on Sancho. Like a player in his position, they're going to have to take a hit on because if Ten Hag is still there, Sancho will not be in the squad. If I was an incoming manager to United, bear, bear in mind, I, I think we'd all say there is a chance, maybe a strong chance that Ten Hag might get replaced at the end of this season. If I was an incoming manager at Man United, I'd be looking at that I'd be going don't give me this to deal with Mm. don't make me have to deal I I get there's some kind of FFP thing that you're trying to work out don't make me because let's be honest I don't think Ten Hag will be blamed at this for this at all I, I think um, it'll he'll, he'll face difficult questions no but the way that yeah a little bit but the way they're going to deal with this is with um, Jim, I think he is going to take it all on his shoulders. And he's the first time, to be fair, a Manchester United owner has been communicative in such a way. Where well, we, we've seen once. Let, 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 look, if say this plans out, as you guys are saying, that he returns and he will get booze at every single stadium he goes to, He's like, Jim Ratcliffe isn't going to do a weekly press conference where he gets questions from people from the media. It's it's going to be Ten Hag or whoever takes Ten Hag's spot facing those questions every single week, as we saw with Eddie Howe with the Saudi thing. It's, as it's very you'll do an Eddie Howe though, and, and just be very like, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, what Eddie Howe was, you know, defending is very, very different. It's not a single person who he's working with week in week out. But you know, I think he will just be like, look, the man, the chairman's told us he's in the squad, and I've got a yeah. him as an. That is exactly okay, how it will okay, go. Okay, so a club it, decision. But if, if, if I'm a 
journo, if I'm a journo, if I'm if I'm sat there and there's a manager saying that to me, I'm looking him in the eye and going, no, 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 no forget Jim Ratcliffe. What about you? What do you think? You've, you've you understand the whole works though. Like you won't be, you won't be let Alex back Ferguson, in. So you're not coming back in if you're yeah. like a dick, mate. Which they did. Which they did last time. This was yeah. uh, this was a thing. They banned the the uh, Manchester. <laughs> I can see the frustration. It just but, fucking stink. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It, it does just stink. We, we, we're, t- we're talking about Man United. You've got one of the biggest women's team in the league. We, like, we, we're talking about a sport which we're trying to open up to people now, and it, it just fucking stinks that you've got a player where literally one Google search you can listen to the evidence yourself. Kids can listen to the evidence. Just fucking get rid. It's just a roundup, lads. I'm just going to quickly go around the table. I think I already know uh, Josh. Next season, is he there? Manchester. I think he's in the squad at Man, Man U. Yeah. I think he'll be sold. I, 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 th- I think there seems to be enough interest from Spain, mm. and I, I, I just think surely someone at that club just holds their hand up. Maybe Dan Ashworth, and goes, just get this out, man. I'm we not sure Dan this. Ashworth's the best moral guy. Just said, and also, don't worry, he won't be there for eighteen months anyway. Oh, yeah, so yeah, don't worry about he's that. He's so Real Madrid have just <laughs> yeah. on the uh, you. If it was my decision, no, no. What do you losses. expect? What do you expect? I expect him to be there. I, I unfortunately agree because like Josh is making such a compelling argument, I can't I can't disagree. But I, I hope for some of these Man United fans out there, uh, sick that that isn't the case. 